This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. Welcome to Let's Drink About It, the show where we... Oh, fuck, I can never... Every so many weeks, I forget the fucking <laughs> beginning. I just... My mind erases. Uh, that was perfect. Yeah. It was pretty good. Okay, cool. Going <laughs> to try again? If nope, you're listening, you know what this is. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't want to assume that. We don't want somebody to be like, what the fuck is this? And then leave. I remember the opening. Is that how people listen to podcasts? They just uh, mash their hand into the keyboard and -hmm. and podcasts come out? We always do the the station resets all the way through the episode so that if somebody comes in in the middle... That's right. As the the carpool picks up more people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Uh, Okay. Oh, man. if, If you listen to this in a carpool and your carpoolers are subject to listening to this... Please write in and tell us about that because that sounds great. I yeah, think that sounds like a great way to start your day. Underway to we, work. Can we yeah. just keep going? We don't need to intro this. One. this I think we no. just keep going. Yeah. That's, well, you, that was we can the intro. introduce ourselves. I'm Benjamin R. Harrison. I'm Chris Bowman, and our lovely and talented guest, the uh, the Steve Martin of our of our podcast, <laughs> Adam Pranica. Hello. He's both. How many times is this? This five? Yeah, lost track. Yeah, it is five actually. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, it, he's both the Steve Martin and the Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> mm. That's a. I can be both. Yeah, yeah. lies the crown, right? <laughs> Just imagine Kyle McLaughlin with the the arrow through the head uh, <laughs> prop. That's yeah. me. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Damn this fine is arrow through the head. This, well, I I feel like we should say that this is a show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail that goes with it, and we're finding out. Man, Each one. But you just like bailed me out. I didn't want you to bail me out. I was just like, let's just keep going. Now you, <laughs> you bailed just want me out. This to be, you want this to be a, an unmitigated disaster? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right from the top. Just like No mitigation. Just... Are you guys on the search for the life event for which there is no cocktail accompaniment? Like, is that the true goal, do you think? I mean, I think that, you know, like, like any conceivable event... It's scientifically possible, and there is a universe in the multiple universe theory <laughs> in which mm-hmm. there are life events that do not have cocktail pairings. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we have not encountered one yet, and we've encountered a lot of life events at this point. So, Do you think that'd um, be an exciting moment for you guys, or would that be a terrible moment? Does that, does that it unwind does sort of, your it, whole premise? It does sort of... Um, yeah, it's a, it does sort of bring into contrast some something rather have, terrifying about it about to be life pretty dark that you can't to... really fully ever understand something. I just think at that moment everything you know that is like an implosion happens. Everything just like <laughs> that's it. Yeah, everything it's a ends. singularity. Everything yeah. ends. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's like uh, Starship Enterprise traveling to the center of the universe, or Marty McFly meeting his older self. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to go there, man. Right. What is what yeah. does God need with the starship? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense, really. How um, many Star Trek five references have there been on this show? Uh notch that one. Yeah. That's that it's the one where like it was pretty clear that the one previous was the last one that they were gonna do. And then right. one of the bean counters was like, you know, <laughs> if if you did another, it would make money. And, <laughs> you know, it being a movie studio, that was all they needed to hear. I think the Star Wars or Star Trek references only come from one one of the two of us ever because I <laughs> my, my knowledge is weak, weak. Star Trek uh, what about that? Weak, what about that? What, the, what about that whole episode where you wouldn't let it drop that Colonel Kang said that thing about <laughs> Shakespeare is only ever properly read in the original Klingon? Man, that that uh, you actually really just—I uh, I believe gotta... that was General Chang. <laughs> <laughs> actually, was, wow, good catch, good catch. I was testing you. <laughs> I was I was listening intently, thinking that I did actually make a Star Trek reference, and then you got me. I, I just. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, of course I didn't. What am I? What am I thinking? <laughs> you like got hit on the head and woke up, like, and you'd lost your Star Trek. <laughs> no, I got hit on the head and like became full of Star Trek wisdom for twelve hours. That'd be amazing. Uh, my mom had a friend or somebody that she knew who had like a traumatic brain injury where she lost math. Like she was Shit. herself; she knew everything that she knew, but she couldn't. She had like she had to like relearn math. Man, that happened to me in the fetal stage. Yeah, but doesn't that happen but for after Star Trek. you graduate high school? Also, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's like slowly over time it happens. Espe- especially if you go into a career as a semi-competent filmmaker like me. <laughs> oh, you know is what? A traumatic, is a traumatic brain injury a life event for which you could pair a cocktail? Absolutely. <laughs> totally. So there's a trillion cocktails. Uh, you know what? Uh, it just occurred to me. Um, I was thinking about what we were talking about last week, and uh, it reminded me that I got a, f- a sort of a, a housekeeping about the story I told about my dad chasing down the uh, floodlight thieves. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't tell a detail. So so just to just to reset for the listeners, um, Chris's father, who speaks in a Scottish brogue mm-hmm. uh, and is a karate <laughs> instructor. <laughs> One time... So his dad is Mike Myers? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh, yeah, his dad is a uh, ridiculous uh, parody character. He only ever talks talks about how big my head is. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, uh, caught some some 'er ne'er-do-wells stealing Christmas floodlights from the front of their house in, uh, in Burlington, Ontario, and... Barefoot chased them down the street in, which, in and, snow. In weather, I can only imagine was very chilly in yes. Canada. Did these people like unscrew the bulbs and yes. take them out of the fixtures, or did they take the whole fixture? I, I, actually, I don't. That I don't know. I think they took the whole fixture. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have. <laughs> that'd be amazing if it's like <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what tipped your dad off. The squeaking sound that any light bulb makes when you unscrew it. My dad was in a completely mm-hmm. different part of the house, and he just heard like squeaking from a distance. Um, but that he, is a squeak that could only mean one. One thing. <laughs> the bastards are stealing me lights. <laughs> uh, the worst, world's worst uh, cereal mascot. <laughs> so, so he turned down the bass to do rollers for a moment. <laughs> I can't hear. He's just like Saturday night. What? Uh, so he, he chased them down, and uh, we used to call them catwalks, but like these laneways that would separate, like a. a you know, just a, a rural street, it would separate the houses and you could get from one side of the street to the other kind of thing, like cut uh, through the street. These guys sure. took off through that. My dad catches them in there. What does he do? He grabs them. I didn't say this last week because I wasn't sure if it was true. And I asked him, like, do I remember this part of the story being true? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He got we're, we're not like this American life. We don't just air some bullshit about how Apple phones are made by slaves in Asia. We back our shit up. We we check our facts. Right. I went straight to the source. He caught yeah. them, took them by the scruff of the collar, bonked their heads together, took his light back. <laughs> he fucking bonked their heads together in the fucking laneway, and then took his lights back. And I'm sure, I'm sure he just walked home, like you know, in his bare feet in fucking shin deep snow. <laughs> Bathrobe. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, what's the uh, what is uh, what is that move called in in the ancient martial art of karate? Uh, I wish I had something. I wish I had something. <laughs> I just. What Did you it, mention whether or not uh, a circle of birds flew around <laughs> both of their heads? There's actually their one guy had together. birds, the other guy had stars. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow, yeah. that's fair. Complicated. Mm-hmm. That must be an ethnic thing. Maybe different, 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 uh, different peoples have different. Uh, yeah. Conk, conk head <laughs> reactions. Yeah. Hey Chris, we're drinking uh, what looks like near beer over here. How do you how do you pre-funk for this show? What do you have in that mug? What do we have? Oh, this isn't a mug. This is we got a, a, a koozie happening here. I'm drinking out oh. of. Can you see that? Is there a dad joke on there? Oh no! Yes. No, come just on! A, I look, how can you have a non-dad joke koozie on this show? Well, I think Scott's got a uh, he's got a Canadian flag happening, and I've got I just. Pick this up. I and couldn't I, read it because it was in Canadian. I needed that Google, uh, <laughs> that Google program. Oh, this that... is uh, this is. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you can hear, but uh, so Oliver, the dog here, uh, has got a, a sit like a citronella uh, bark collar, and he just <laughs> he just took a fucking massive snooter full of citronella <laughs> and just choking. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, I, I picked this up. Uh, it's paradise. is spelled in Canadian paradise. Uh, and I just stare into it. And I look, oh, God, look at those flowers and yeah. ocean. You know, it's great. Anyway, I'm drinking Muskoka Detour. Muskoka Brewery, a Canadian brewery. Hmm. Uh, oh. And it's an IPA. It's a fucking delicious beer. Yeah. Well, we should say we are uh, we're recording this episode uh, this week right before the big game. Um, that we can't mention for... Yeah. Uh, for copyright reasons, for uh, trademark reasons, right, right, trademark law. Yeah, I believe uh, I believe we've been cleared by our uh, our legal team to call it the superlative 
bowl. Yeah. Um, so my iPhone's been calling it the superb owl. <laughs> yeah, my, I did the superb owl so many times that it started auto-correcting. That's to... happening to everyone. Yeah, Why yeah. Is that? Superb owl. I think that uh, uh, I know right now Tom Sharpling is just ret- retweeting everyone that says uh, super sports ball. Like he just he's like, <laughs> look at all these idiots that are just like oh, anti sports. Like I don't really give a shit about the Super Bowl, but you know it's fun to get together and eat food and drink yeah. beer. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, your well, your uh, home uh, your home team is in it, Adam. Is that true? Uh, I've heard it's it's pretty <laughs> it's, hard. it's pretty hard to avoid. I was actually. in the I was in the uh, the local Safeway here, uh, right. Ahead of the show, <laughs> picking up some last-minute ingredients, and easily thirty-three percent of the people shopping in Safeway were in uniform. Yeah, right, right. They're in uniform. Actually, the like, pl- the players were just shopping real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe be we should real late to that game. Stopping <laughs> for some uh, smoothie ingredients. Right, right. Uh, oh yeah. Maybe yeah, we should uh, edit all of this. There's out. There's a total run on Swiss chard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a superfood. So. Yeah. It's well, going to help you. It's going to help you with that yardage. Why don't we just go back to uh, the beginning of us talking about the Super Bowl and say, like, uh, how about those Seahawks? Uh, how about those Seahawks, Adam? <laughs> what, a, what a game that was. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. 42 to 10. I mean, who, Can't who saw believe, that coming? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of sad Seahawks fans in town. Yeah. Uh, well, that was going the other, I was going the other way, but sure, let's do that. Let's let's shit on the Seahawks. 42 to 10. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a romp. I am more yeah. than happy to shit on the sea. <laughs> well, maybe we should get into our life events in that case. Hey, let's do it. Speaking of football and the Seahawks, uh, I've been a Packers fan my whole life. <laughs> and I was at that game a couple weeks ago. A game oh, that many sports writers called the... Worst loss in sports <laughs> history. Are you serious? Like the worst choke uh, of any professional sport. Wait, I think I did. Uh, I was there in person to witness it. Uh, I was surrounded by 70,000 assy Seahawks fans for it, which made it... <laughs> Which made the pain all the more acute. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Got your nose rubbed in it, huh? Yeah. I, I watched that um, game. So, so yeah, uh, my life event is uh, seeing your favorite team, your mm-hmm. lifelong team, lose in the most historic, painful fashion Man. Uh, in the visitor's stadium. <laughs> wow, it was crazy. We were like, oh, yeah, like way to go, you know, taking out the Seahawks. And what was it, six minutes or something? Anyway, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. We'll have to talk about it later. Chris, how about you? Guys, this is kind of it's it's uh-huh. it's, it's relevant because uh-huh. Adam, Adam was here the last time we talked about this, but uh, I gone and done it. I got myself a computer. Yeah, yes. brand spanking. Yeah, um, Ben. I uh, spent like a good chunk of an entire day this week talking to a financial advisor. Oh man, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it you just, later. You, just with all your nickels and dimes rolled up? Mm-hmm. A uh, financial advisor is not a coin star. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, for that's me, it's my just financial the advisor. can that a bottle of Carpano Antica came in that I keep on my dresser. That's uh, full, like two-thirds full of quarters and nickels. That's so, hilarious. A coin star. Yeah, that's my, my medical plan is to not get shot. All right. Your financial advisor sounds pretty bitter. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, bitters, Adam, I figure nice segue. Real Lay nice. it on me. A certain amount of a certain a certain almost unthinkable amount of bitterness must have resulted from this uh, this experience you had. I'm just hoping my drink isn't broccoli cheese soup. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there there is a cocktail out there that contains an almost unthinkable amount of bitters. Really. And it's actually a really good cocktail. Okay. Uh, this is called an Angostura Fizz. Whoa. So uh, this is an ounce of Angostura bitters. Whoa. An ounce of lime juice, quarter ounce of simple syrup, quarter ounce of grenadine, half an ounce of heavy cream, one egg white, and seltzer water. Oh, my so God. You dry shake uh, the 
bitters, lime juice, simple syrup, grenadine, cream, and egg white. And then you add ice, shake it again until it's well chilled, strain into a cocktail glass, and top it off with seltzer. And uh, you can garnish that with a lime, if uh, if and you please. If if you want more sour citrus right. slash if, bitter. If, if you want some sourness to complement your bitters. Yeah. Okay, that sounds great. Um, yeah, that is the Angostura Fizz. Uh, for you, Ben, I've got uh, the Buck Hunter. Uh, <laughs> it's an ounce and a half of bourbon, half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, two ounces of ginger ale, a dash of Angostura bitters. Uh, shake the booze, juice, and bitters with ice. Strain into an ice filled glass and add ginger ale. Garnish with a lemon. Yep. Um, for you, Chris, uh, the Beggar's Banquet. Mm-hmm. Two ounces of bourbon, an ounce of lemon juice, three quarter ounces of maple syrup, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and uh, a, a bitter beer, if you've got it, or an IPA. Mm. It'll probably be easier to find. Definitely uh, not this Costco beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Beer. Nothing. Which is, nothing, which is uh, it's like the Capri sound of beer. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing forceful about the, the flavor in this. I thought, it was, I thought you were drinking beer out of a foil bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally poked the straw through both sides of the bag, which has yeah. been making a big mess. Um, okay, so you'll shake everything but the beer with ice, strain into an ice-filled glass, and top with the beer, and garnish with a lemon slice or an orange slice. Now, let me ask you a question real quick. You know, I'm always, whenever it says top with, right? Um, yeah. You know, does it specify the glass there? Because, like, we could make it in a pint, uh, like a pint mug, right. you know. In a pitcher, and then yeah. it's, like it's like three and a half cans of beer. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to use, like, yeah, 12 beers in this fucking bucket well, of I, beer. Or yeah, bucket of so whatever. I'm anticipating that you'll probably have a 12 or 16 ounce glass. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that uh, with ice, this will go up to, you know, you'll get like three quarters full on a 12 ounce glass. Mm hmm. Uh, with the the pre-mixed part, and then you'll just top off with beer. Sure. Most highball glasses, I think, are 12 ounces, and Collins glasses are 16, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. So I'm figuring this is a more of a highball-type situation. But, you know, I think that uh, when you're working with something like beer or topping with seltzer or whatever, it's a little bit to taste. Right. Uh, you know, and... You're just trying to not dilute the rest of it too much in the one thing. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll go with. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with a pint glass, sixteen ounce. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. That's a. I that's, like your moves. That's yeah. a good amount of beer. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, let's go make them. Uh, cheers, hey. fellas. Cheers, guys. Cheers. To your health. Wow, that was a good clink. That was as good a clink as we get. Got it. Got a little bit. Bottom of yeah. bottom of the glass. That's the uh, that's the uh, Scott Anderson tip. Yeah. Hot tip. Well, these glasses are specially designed to make that impossible. Spill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. I thought, right, uh, I thought you were going to say they don't have bottoms. Those glasses don't have yeah. a bottom. So what do you think, Mister Pranica? This is uh, you. You by far have the craziest of the drinks here. So, I really like it. Um, it tastes like raspberry sherbet. <laughs> oh man! In a in a really pleasant way. Yeah, like one melted thing, raspberry sherbet. One thing that popped into my head as I was making it is that none of the ingredients of that cocktail are things that a person not of age couldn't buy at a grocery store. <laughs> hmm. So if you're under twenty one <laughs> and interested in making cocktails, that's yeah, amazing. You could. Uh, you definitely shouldn't, but you could make this cocktail. <laughs> How long did it take you to shoot an ounce of bitters into a measuring cup? Oh, you can just get your fingernails under the uh, under the old uh, stopper and pull that off. It's just a piece of plastic, you know. Mm. But uh, <laughs> there's not a lot. Yeah. There's there's not a lot that uh, Ben uh, lets get in his way. You know, he nothing stops. No, ben. there's not a lot that Ben shakes that long. Yeah, <laughs> for getting what he wants. Yeah. My arm would get too tired, you know. I, I never, sure. I never move my arm in that particular way. So yeah, you just full on refuse to shake the bitters yeah, that long. <laughs> found a, a way around it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so so you were watching the Packers at the uh, at the Seahawks game. I was. I was there. You were in the belly of the proverbial beast. I was. Um, I can't. 
I'm I'm still I haven't moved through the stages of grief that a sports fan <laughs> goes through. You when, suck in denial when you go through a loss like that. I I mean any team that doesn't win the Super Bowl ends their season in disappointment. Right. Uh, so I've had a lifetime of <laughs> getting cl- of, pretty close of, and not. Yeah, I mean yeah. they've won the Super Bowl a few times since I've been sure. around since I've been on the scene. Yeah. You, well, you I could... grew up in in the Bay Area. And when I was a kid, the 49ers like pretty routinely won the Super Bowl, and the A's pretty routinely won the World Series. Like, mm-hmm. there was there was a span of a decade there where I think both teams were pretty, pretty seriously competitive all the time. And uh, you know, it was like the Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve Young 49ers, and like the I... Jose Canseco A's, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, uh, which were the Brothers. best days. Yeah. So I think I sort of, you know, I'm not much of a much of a sports follower, but I sort of grew up taking for granted that your home team would be a championship team all the time. Right. And uh, and now I live in New York, so you know we have the World Series winning Yankees most of the time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it's for. Uh, you good for you. you. For. If, if you're a yeah. fan, if you're a fan of like. Like under most normal circumstances, the team that you are a fan of is not going to be toward the top of the pack. But uh, I mean, Green, you could do worse than Green Bay for a team to follow, right? Uh, yeah, you could, I yeah, did. Buffalo. I did Buffalo do Bills. very bad with Green Bay uh, in the 80s and early <laughs> 90s, though. I mean, those yeah. were terrible, terrible teams. Yeah. Um, and I think what you see, what what is most repugnant to me living in Seattle is... <laughs> Is just the new rich attitude of the mm. modern Seahawks fan oh, with yeah. the crisp brand new jersey. Yeah, that's you know, you know that who we, had never gone to a game before 2010. They have it. They have a new a new jersey sent to them from Prime, like once yeah. a week, so that it never looks bad. Yeah, and they are they are the mo the loudest and most confident about their fandom. And uh, I don't and, know if they could. Pr- quite hold a candle to how obnoxious a boston sports fan can get though right i i mean not having lived in boston i couldn't speak to that but i I mean i've not lived in boston either but like i i went and visited my buddy in college uh years ago and uh we were like sitting at an outdoor coffee shop doing some you know homework or something and he just like tapped me on the shoulder he's like look Look at this guy. This is a Boston sports fan. And we just watched a guy in like Red Sox shirt, Red Sox hat, Red Sox pants, Red Sox shower shoes, walk down the street with a radio playing the Red Sox game. <laughs> well, this is the ultimate Super Bowl then yeah. because you've got these, you've got the Boston fans that, yeah. that you loathe and the Seattle fans that, yeah. that that I can't stand. I mean, I don't really loathe anybody. I, I like, I was, uh, I was telling Adam upstairs, like I'm, I was born very much without the sports follower gene, so I don't like. You refer to it as a bone. Oh yeah, it's a bone. As you refer to most things. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. Well, if 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 the gene is expressed, it you you develop a special bone in your head for appreciating sports, mm. and I don't have that bone. That's science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's also the bone that uh, helps you not get beat the fuck up in uh, grade school, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, like I, uh, it's a little bit. I watch it from a bit of a remove, like, um, and it's a bit academic for me, like what team wins or loses, which is something I like. Mm. I feel a little bit awful about. Like, I also don't like going to concerts. And I know, like, most of my friends and my fiancé, for example, get a lot out of going to concerts. Mm -hmm. And I go to them, and I'm like, it's too loud, and I'm uncomfortable, and I don't want to be standing. And that's all. Why aren't they playing the song the way I hear it on (laughs) TV? Yeah. And and it's like, it sucks. It's like, I feel like a little bit alienated from these two, like, major life experiences that most people find tremendously valuable and i definitely i definitely identify more with going to a concert than i do to a a sports game yeah you know so you are you are you much of a sports follower chris uh i mean i was like i think you know as a like a young teenager like i was more into sports than 
you know, at any other point in my life. I mean, I think uh-huh. at a certain point I made a shift. I, instead of remembering sports stats, I started remembering who played guitar on what record and, <laughs> you know, who produced what record. I got more into music than I was sports. And, uh, yeah, but, um, well, it's a fair trade. I mean, it's one to one. You know, you know the day the day it's either sports or music. The day I decided it was the day the Lakers lost to the Pistons for the championship, and I cried like a baby. I was like, I think I was like probably thirteen or maybe even fourteen, and I was like, just like, I mean, I didn't cry like a baby. I just like, I just kind of quietly sobbed. I quietly sobbed <laughs> as they lost. I was like, I, I, I don't think I'm prepared to take the the abuse at school tomorrow because I was such a diehard, you know, you know, dynasty <laughs> days, like when basketball, like, you know, when the Bulls, the Pistons, the Lakers, you know, like the Utah Jazz, like everybody, like they were all good teams, you know. I mean, I don't follow yeah. basketball anymore and I guess, they're, you know. Well, I know, I you don't have to tell me, man. I know all about that. <laughs> basketball is it i mean clyde the glide drexler what was that the uh, portland trailblazers you know come mm-hmm. on i mean th- those were the days man sixers <laughs> you know barkley come on sir charles give me a break and then so I just, did you stop being a fan uh, at the moment that your team lost is that no i was just kidding but I, I mean i i think i just i slowly lost interest i still i'll still go to baseball games i still go to jays games because they're fun I, I love the atmosphere of a baseball stadium like uh, it's just a fun thing to do. You can kind of sit and have a conversation and, you know, kind of drop in on the game. Like, I just love the din of a stadium, you know? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. It's fun to go to a, a sporting event for sure. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe, Adam, you can explain the feeling of this loss in terms that I, a broken human, can understand. Uh, I'll I'll try to put the sports bone in you so you can understand. <laughs> careful now, careful. Remember, uh, you're on camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought Chris had said something interesting about his experience with uh, the NBA, which, which is I truly believe that you only become a fan of your team in defeat. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Which is why, which is why I'm I'm really hoping that Seattle loses the Super Bowl. <laughs> Because yeah. I think we're really going to separate the fans from the jersey buyers, right? In this town, the and, uh, I, and in a strange way, like there's a there's a peculiar amount of joy in in your team losing. Like <laughs> it's like the feeling is super acute in yeah. a way that that it, you might even feel it more in <laughs> loss than you do in winning the Super Bowl. I mean, the Packers won the Super Bowl five years ago, right. and that felt great, but it did not feel as great as this feels bad you know what <laughs> right, i mean right right yeah so so you're saying you're getting a lot more misery out of the uh, out of the arrangement than joy and, and for whatever reason <laughs> like there is like i i enjoy that like right. i enjoy caring about it enough that it that like yeah the swings really hurt and well, i think well that's, that's something for i wonder a lot of sports fans i think that's what we get out of it i think that's yeah like i sort of wonder about that like like so much in my life upsets me and I wonder if I had like a thing like sports <laughs> to upset me by proxy, right. Man, that I, I would be less out- upset about shit that, you know, being upset about it doesn't actually do me any good. I don't know, Ben. I mean, I think if you were to add sports to your life, like there is, you know, there, there is something in sports fans that, you know, they, they're somehow like okay with just displaying, you know, like a diehard sports fan. They're mental. Like they're, and I mean that in a, you know, not, not super negative way, but like, you know, yeah. like just screaming. Adam, you're fucking mental. <laughs> but screaming. No, I mean, How dare just you. in a diehard fan sense, like where, yeah, you're head to toe colors. And yeah. I mean, it's for me, like when I see, you know, I, I think it happened in Vancouver where, you know, uh, and it happens everywhere, but like a team wins and then you go out and you fucking light shit on fire and tip cars over. It makes no sense to me. Right. And it puts me completely off. You know, it puts me off entirely of like, well, you know, yeah, I know it's not my brand it's, and it's not a fair con. It's not a fair cross section of, you know, all fans. I'm just saying like the extremist yeah. fan. Right. Um, well, you sort of wonder like how like that's that's like as far from being a sports fan as I as I can possibly feel because I'm like, I don't care about anything enough to light a car on fire. This is this exactly like anything at all. Yeah, like exactly nothing it. in my life uh, 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 like inspires the kind of passion in me. That this fucking sports thing. I mean, st- no, no, you, getting stuck in you LA light traffic. a car on fire for your fiance? I know I would for my <laughs> wife. Uh, yeah, I like her pretty well good, but not car fire good. You know, 
<laughs> Pretty sure Brian Adams wrote a song about that. <laughs> uh, that's uh, music. But I mean, that's don't it you is. think that's a no. that, don't you think that's a better way to watch a game? Is like you were saying, it's more academic for you. I mean, you know, to watch it from that, you can enjoy both sides. Like, I mean, Scott and I talk about it all the time. Rather than seeing. Like more than anything, I just want to see a good game. If I'm going to watch, I want to see like a a good competition between two teams. Yeah. You know, I don't. Well, I'm always happy to watch like the championship game of anything. You know, mm-hmm. I think that Playoffs I'm not like yeah. I'm not that invested in it, but uh, it's it's definitely like I get something out of out of that aspect of it. Watching a bunch of people who are like in the top one percent or point oh oh one percent of excellence in the thing that they do you know, really test their skills. That's like amazing. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, in, in, you know, I, I guess I, I am still a fan in a sense, like I still enjoy the competition, but I also, I love, I absolutely love the 30 for 30 series on ESPN. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even, I don't know a thing about, I'm going into some of them not knowing, you know, I'm watching like a, a, a documentary about a NASCAR driver, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> that's amazing. That is like such a, a a great story you know i mean there are you know, obviously some are better than others but any kind of like anything involved in that 30 for 30 series i'm into yeah they do a great job yeah well chris tell me about uh christmas in in february oh man hang on <laughs> let the dogs do it for <laughs> me tell me citronella tell right? me about <laughs> the uh, citronella menagerie <laughs> um well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, a, I, that's actually the name of my uh, punk rock band, Citronella Menagerie. That is like yeah. the worst name for a punk band I've ever heard. Excuse me, I, I meant uh, <laughs> Screamo. Yeah, that's maybe more like it. Yeah, yeah. did you? Yeah, like opening for uh, uh, a prayer for the dying or whatever the fuck they might be called. <laughs> um, is the men in the menagerie all caps? <laughs> <laughs> Citronella Menagerie. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, well, yeah, it's like, I kind of, uh, it's been a long time coming, you know, I've been, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of thought, time and energy that has gone into buying a fucking computer, you know, yeah. it, it's, you know, I, I put it out there like, okay, well, do I, do I switch from Mac to PC? Because like you can get so much more computer for so right. much less money, you know, and it's been a long time since I've been a PC user and, uh, um, in the end, uh, I just kind of went with what I knew, which is spending too much money. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, so I, I got uh, uh, this computer that showed up on Friday. And I swear to God, I, I felt like such an idiot. Like I got, UPS shows up at my door and I'm like grinning from ear to ear. You know, I'm like, <laughs> Christmas morning. So excited. Yeah. And it's uh, fun, man. It is. It is. Like the, uh, the last time I got a new computer, the like couple of days surrounding when it was supposed to be delivered, I made such a fucking child of myself in front of my UPS guy because I'd like see him down the street and I'd like run up to the truck and I'd be like, "You got anything for me, sir? You got anything for me?" <laughs> and he was like, "He was like, not yet, buddy, but I'll like, definitely give it to you when I do." You're tugging at the bottom of his coat. Hey, Mister. Hey, Mister. You got my yeah, package? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I. I one of the main regrets I have of moving out of my last apartment was that I had kind of a special relationship with the UPS guy because the first time he ever delivered anything to me um it was a Friday and he was just dressed in like an affliction t-shirt and cargo shorts <laughs> and I was like I was like oh it is a casual Friday and he's like no nah, man it's getting written up Friday and <laughs> we both to... like laughed our ass off at that <laughs> and uh <laughs> And like ever since then, like I'd see him like driving around the neighborhood making other package drops, and I'd be like, "Hey man!" And he'd be like, "Yo, buddy!" And uh, so you you'd pull down the front of your tap out. Oh shirt. man, <laughs> yeah. Adam, if solidarity. I'd no, lift up my shirt joke. and show him my Thug Life tattoo that's written in an arc over my belly. There's there's a tap out gym right near the train station near us here, and every time we pass it, like uh, Scott will come pick me up from the train station, I'm like, "Hey, you want to go in?" Uh, Want to get into the octagon for a few rounds? <laughs> it's an octagon, right? Sort sort some shit out. Is it an eight-sided ring? Is it an octagon? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I think it's weird and incongruent that, that <laughs> Canada would have fight gyms at all. Man, there's a tap-out oh, gym. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's just like we use extra-large uh, Canadian flag boxing gloves and sock and boppers yes yeah well uh how's it how does your drink uh pair with the the joy that you're 
experiencing? Uh, well, this, I mean, is this, a, is this another summer drink? Because it does definitely feels summery. Uh, yeah, it's kind of summery, I think. And when I say Anytime feels... Anytime you're putting, putting lemon and beer together... I yeah, would, that's true. When I, I would, when I say feels summery, I mean, I'm just pouring it all over myself. Is that wrong? <laughs> um, yeah. It, There's a very sexy in... slow motion yeah. uh, shot coming in over the Skype of Chris yeah. rub, rubbing it into his hair. I got to tell you, this, face this minus... A, you are sitting in a waiting pool <laughs> as we record this. <laughs> it's minus 10 weather wasn't cold enough. I thought I'd pour an icy cold beverage all over my ski, uh, Speedo body. A speedo body I, is that I, a thing? No, it's not. Sure. Um, but anyway, well, so I'm 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 one step closer to being an autonomous uh, uh, podcaster. You know, I I don't have to. I, I mean, I, like today, I walked from the train station to Scotts, literally in a fucking blizzard. I could have done it uphill and backwards <laughs> to make it more difficult, but I just thought, no, this is forwards yeah. and head down is hard enough. So I'll just you weren't wearing Kleenex boxes as shoes, <laughs> bread bags. Yeah, I put bread bags oh, on my yeah, feet. Bread bags. And, yeah, Kleenex, Kleenex boxes on my feet. Yeah. Topical. Yeah. Well, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I liked the. Uh, I hope you didn't take offense at the name um, of the drink, but. Uh, uh, no, it, uh, I, I mean Ben. You've named every drink you've given me has got some negative connotation. You're just working on my fucking anxiety or my complex. <laughs> you're, you're giving me a complex. I already have one. Ease well, up, all right. I'm, Ease up. In my defense, ninety nine percent of the time, your life event is something <laughs> awful that's happening. You know? It's kind of. It's like this. I mean. I, I, I do think about it as like a character, you know, like I think about my podcast self as a character, but it's like, it's just the <laughs> fucking truth. It's not a character. It's just what happens to me every week. It's real like, close to home. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's like, mm. well, when I start, when I start saying like everything's, you know, fucking sunshine and rainbows, that's the character. You know, if it starts, if, if the dark cloud ever leaves over my head, then you know I'm lying. Well, one thing I was talking to my executive producer, Mahad, today about was uh, things that seem like poor financial decisions, mm -hmm. you know, in the moment. Like, for example, when I was fresh out of college and making a grand sum of $20,000 a year mm -hmm. on a good year, mm -hmm. uh, I was living in an apartment that cost $800 a month. Mm -hmm. So mm. you can do the math on <laughs> what percentage of my income I had left over for buying food. Right. <laughs> well that kind of that kind uh, of that kind of segues nicely into getting financial advice. I mean I Sure. I mean but well what we were talking about was like that sucked and didn't make any sense in a lot of ways. Like I could have moved further out and lived in an apartment that cost me half as much. Yeah. And lived in a flea bag and had more money for other things. But part of the kind of success that I'm able to uh claim now is just having been in a milieu that uh you know enabled me to meet people and do things that i wouldn't have been able to do if i lived you know an hour train ride outside of right the hot nougaty center of new york so <laughs> yeah well, that was a real act as if apartment right yeah and fake it till you make and, it mm -hmm. yeah and i lived there for three years and it uh hurt every time i paid rent but then I, uh, you know, graduated Almost as much to, as your hunger pains. I graduated into the <laughs> the lower to middle middle class, which was great. Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, uh, I think for most of my life I've, uh, you know, I've worked numerous jobs and, you know, I've held some longer than others and, yeah. you know, but I, but they're I, always I like, feel like there's, there, well, it's easier for you to list jobs that you haven't done than <laughs> jobs you have, right? Well, sure, I guess. I, but I mean, like, I, I, you know, they're, they're always fairly low paying menial jobs. Like, I mean, I've, I've run a record store for a long time, you know, and that's fun. Yeah. You know, that's like a, well, that's a fun job that, you know, when you're young, it's a job you want. And then at a certain point, you're like, oh, I've been doing this for a couple of years too long. I got to like <laughs> make a decision here, you know? And like, yeah. you know, last week we talked, I talked about getting hit by a car and that, I was like, that like literally getting hit by a truck woke me up and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to school because I, yeah. you know, my time is now borrowed. So go to school, you know, take a, uh, take a journalism course and then set me on a different path, you know, of mm -hmm. course, you know, I go into print journalism at a time when the whole thing is like you know dying <laughs> imploding and, on itself yeah. yeah and the other the other course i was uh i got accepted for was uh photography and 
uh right but then it was beef it was pre-digital so it was like all analog photography so yeah which is useless skill set now totally i mean it's like you if you're a fine art not totally useless no, but it, like it's good yeah. to know I, I i definitely like i was in one of the last classes in my film school that went through the edit like reversal black and white film mm-hmm. on a steenbeck machine by taping the pieces of film together right uh course and uh you know, like, I think that learning to tape two pieces of film together mm-hmm. was not a skill that was probably worth the, like, more than $100,000 that I spent on my film education. Yeah. But the discipline of shooting for film was, yeah. which was like, you know, you know, digital is cheap and easy to shoot as many takes as you want. In film, you have, like, a couple shots at yeah, you're, anything. You're putting more and thought into it, like compositionally. It's the or, lesson within the lesson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, but I knew people that had like done photography like right at the same time as I had. And then they came out of film school or photography school. And the way you get a job as a photographer is you start as a photo assistant mm-hmm. for a working photographer. Yeah. And all of the working photographers were firing their photo assistants and hiring people that knew how to work Photoshop and digital cameras because they didn't and they needed somebody who did. Right. And these kids had just gotten a like super premium education in uh, suddenly totally obsolete discipline. But that's that's just it. It's like really bad timing. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it's just unfortunate. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, fortunately for you, the tenets of journalism are more or less the same, whether you're stronger print than or, ever, I would or, say, or, or or digital. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The it's just that the landscape is so chaotic that it's very hard to choose a specific thing to try and sink your claws into yeah i mean arguably i went to school you know and i've mentioned it before it was just a community college right so they were gearing you for like literally community newspapers and and i mean i knew right. literally within the first week i did not want to write news because it's formulaic and you know you just plug in you know like there's just Who, what when where why yeah, and different a few different models that you can you know and i'm not saying there's not an art form within that but it just wasn't something that interested me um yeah but what did come of it was like the whole uh max fun connection and I yeah. can I mean, that's changed my life in so many ways, you know, so. Right. Which if you're a podcast fan and you're not listening to stuff on Maximum Fun, what are you doing? Turn this off. Go download some of those. <laughs> well, come on. Yeah, now, you're be a careful. real garbage person. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. you. Don't any of that. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Maximum Fun, I meant, I've been meaning to mention this on the show. Uh, uh, I uh, do some work with them. And uh, one of the things that I've done recently is direct a pilot for the first ever video series from maximum fun which is called brian and Lindsay will totally eat that uh which is a uh it's like a two to three minute uh per episode uh youtube type series where we throw something weird to eat (laughs) at uh brian and Lindsay, who are some uh some producers at maximumfun.org who are really funny and charming and they consume it and then say how gross or not it was and uh <laughs> and uh i'm really proud of the way the pilot came out so if you uh if you uh are inclined to support me in yet another kickstarter project uh and i know i've asked a million times uh even if you're begrudgingly inclined like me yeah, sure like, oh, yeah Jesus, go to I'll go uh, yeah go yeah. to kickstarter and search brian and Lindsay will totally eat that and it's important and, uh, it's important to note too that um you know like literally one dollar. I think I've said literally like nine times in the last ten minutes. But uh, it, one dollar will make a difference. I mean, there is yeah. a, there is a there is a, a goal that they're trying to achieve. And um, you know what is it? What's the what's the number? Yeah, they event? get doubled down at yeah, that's uh, right. SMGs, yeah. The right? second we hit ten thousand bucks, the uh, the kind folks at Hover dot com, I believe it's a Toronto uh, company domain registration website, will uh, will double our money. So yeah, that, and that gets us. From one third to two thirds of the way toward our thirty thousand dollar goal, which would be really big. Great, um, do it. So you know, nobody's getting rich off this. Uh, it's like obviously, as everyone knows, super expensive to make video projects like this. But uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's I think it's fun and worthwhile, and uh, just uh, 
toehold into the whole thing. And but anyways. it's it's uh you know we're we are we usually push uh, Kickstarter projects for um, something that Ben's doing. So just uh, start the <laughs> countdown to the yeah. let's drink about a Kickstarter. Uh, we will be asking yeah. you at some point. I don't know. I'm so we can shoot the uh, the pilot for the let's drink about a TV show, yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The thing that Chris almost barfed at when I told him I had an idea for. <laughs> That's a great putting, idea. Putting me on camera is maybe the worst idea you've ever had. That is not true. It's, you are you are so handsome, Chris. Oh, Don't deny the people your your good looks. Please, if you think that's what I'm denying them, it isn't. It's the uh, <laughs> total fucking awkwardness that will happen yeah, if you put me in front of a fucking camera. <laughs> You're on a fucking camera right now. Yeah, yeah. there's an audience, looking of at two, you. an audience of two people that I know. I, well, anyway, <laughs> whatever. Uh, ben, I think we've, you know, we've, we've touched on it, but not really gotten into the financial advisor uh, experience. Yeah. Well, I um, I am a 31 year old human, mm-hmm. and I've, uh, as mentioned earlier in the segment, uh, used to be very hard up for money all the time, mm-hmm. and so I I have uh, spent a lot of my adult life not really quite even knowing how to responsibly build uh retirement or anything and uh i found out that i could uh talk to like a certified financial advisor through my bank and uh i spent like most of thursday just on the phone like learning what iras are and like finding out about how to do a savings account and life insurance and you know what's the difference between term and permanent life insurance and all this shit that i was just like oh man like i you know i should have known this when i was 25 not 30 31 sure things that people who die need to think about yeah well that's true. Right. forever but it's also like i'm i also felt like at the in, in the process of like learning this stuff so far away from actually being able to take a responsible stab at doing any of this stuff, like mm-hmm. saving the amount of money that I actually need to be saving in order to retire. It's like, I don't know. The uh, The title of my uh, uh, film is Shoot the Moon, and uh, one of the inspirations for that is in the card game, uh, I think it's Hearts, it where is, you, yeah. when you shoot the moon, it's like, it's like the hardest way to win mm-hmm. because you're like, you're trying to basically deceive everybody uh by uh gathering up uh lots of uh lots of like the worst cards and i feel like to some extent my career is shooting the moon because i'm like sort of counting on the idea that while i am merely getting by now later i will have enough money for it not to be such a big problem that i haven't done anything responsible so far Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and uh you know, like the financial advisor that I talked to was like the soberest dude in the world. He's like, yeah, pay off your credit cards immediately. Uh, start saving for a rainy day. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, ah. yeah, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it's just a way, way that I don't think. If the, if the past has taught me anything about the present, Ben, it's uh, pay attention right now. <laughs> uh, listen yeah. to what your guy, what that guy's telling you. My financial yeah. advisor, she told me, get a new job and uh, quit fucking around. Start making money. Idiot. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, why yeah. are you she's like, why are you sitting? How long have you been dating? <laughs> we had a life event sent in from our good friend Tyson Elder. You mind if I play it for you? Uh, please do. Hi, Ben and Chris. It's Tyson Elder in Victoria, British Columbia. I just got hired to curate an art gallery for the next two months. Got a cocktail for me? Let me know. How great is that? Tyson Tyson has requested a couple times. Tyson is a... A, 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 serial, a serial re-requester. Yeah, and, and an avid listener. And He's got a real problem, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah Tyson, come on, man. Like <laughs> the, the first step is admitting that... Uh, <laughs> You go listen, listen to, to some, too much. Let's drink about it. Yeah, go listen to some Max Fun podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tyson, yeah. I get the feeling you know exactly what to drink. Straight bourbon, all night long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what we're going to give you is something called the Last Cocktail. Um, 
strictly because I think it sounds delicious. Uh, it's mm. one ounce of gin, an ounce of fresh lemon juice, two ounces of pear rosemary puree, an ounce and a half of Prosecco. Um, you're going to combine all ingredients except the sparkling wine and shake with ice. Uh, add the Prosecco, double strain into an ice-filled glass and garnish. And uh, for the pear rosemary puree, you want to combine four fresh rosemary sprigs with five ounces of agave syrup in a small saucepan and bring to a simmer. Uh, remove Whoa. remove from heat, cover, and let stand for 30 minutes. Fine strain into a large glass bottle and let cool to room temperature. Add 20 ounces of pear puree, shake to combine. And, Damn. Uh, you, you can keep that refrigerated, refrigerated for a week. Um, can you substitute pear baby food for I that? would fucking inject <laughs> that intravenously. That sounds delicious. Man, that's a good question, Adam, because uh, pear baby food, I mean, you know, even me at the uh, tender age of... Saves you a step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever I am. And you're starting to get your baby into, like, nicer, you know, more <laughs> right. more herbal flavors. You know? Right. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, Taste you for can, the good stuff. <laughs> you can you can substitute the, the pear puree into this, the baby, pear, uh, baby pears into this drink, or you can substitute the last cocktail into your baby's diet, right? Mm. Yeah. Sure. That, that we do not recommend. <laughs> well, <laughs> on the record, we can't. Right, no. right. Not, nor can we recommend that people under 21 go out and buy a bottle of Angostura bitters and make Angostura fizz cocktails. That would but be I mean, wrong. That would be what wrong. Is, what is the, uh, do we know, like, I honestly, there, obviously, we, somebody knows the answer to this question. Do you know, Ben, uh, how much alcohol is in a bottle of bitters? Uh, Angostura is like almost 50% alcohol. Are you serious? Oh shit! Yeah. So we're opening some minds right now. You're, you're, you're opening some eyes, yeah. rather, to drinking a bottle of bitters is disgusting. Yeah. Don't do it. This is, uh, I think, it's probably pretty similar in Canada, based on what I saw in Toronto. But uh, bitters in the United States, at least, are sold as a non-potable uh, alcohol product, mm-hmm. which uh, is the category that, for example, vanilla extract is in. Right. So that category is lie. Yeah, it's a lie. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, like it makes sense because no, like very few people are actually drinking Angostura as a base spirit. Mm-hmm. But in in the way that not very few people are drinking vanilla extract as a base spirit. But you know, it is like very boozy, and most bitters are. Like if you look at a bitters label, you'll typically see forty percent plus alcohol. Okay. So um, yeah. Um, well, I, but it's, I, uh, I'm, I'm envious. It's legal of, to buy. Yeah, and I, I, we, you can get it grocery stores here. Uh, it's the only place yeah. you can buy it here. There's grocery yeah. stores. Yeah, same, same, same here. Uh, I, I guess it sort of depends state to state. Some states like you can sell things that aren't booze in in liquor stores, mm-hmm. and some states you can't. And since it's technically not booze, mm-hmm. according to the government. <laughs> Uh, like there are liquor stores in the, in like, for example, in, in New York, liquor stores typically don't sell bitters unless they've been classified as an alcohol product. Um, so there's a couple brands that are classified as an alcohol product and are sold in liquor stores, but then they're not sold in grocery stores. Right. So. It's a, a weird, stupid legal thing. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. Uh, I'm envious, and I have seen so many, and and been. I think I may have ass, like assigned or given you a couple of drinks with heavy cream in them, and I, I'm dying for a drink with heavy cream in it. <laughs> like, Duly noted. I I like. The, the, as, I didn't I, mention I was lactose intolerant. Did I? <laughs> oh is that, shit! Is that why your is that why your head is three times the size, Adam? <laughs> My my tum feels like a popcorn popper. Right now. Um, you're allowed to you're allowed to tell us if you have allergies from now on if if you want. You don't have to just grin and bear it. Yeah, because sorry we're sorry for making you that shrimp puree cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> your Super Bowl Super Bowl uh, your Super Good Bowl thing for party. You, you you bought the shrimp baby food and <laughs> didn't make it yourself. It's taking um, on a new meaning. Is what I'm trying to get out. The Super Bowl is a new meaning for Adam. From here yeah. on out. Oh, right. That's a toilet reference. That's it, Adam. <laughs> We've uh, really enjoyed having you on the show, Adam, and I'm sorry that I put your life at risk. Uh, <laughs> it was mostly ignorance on my part. It's been a pleasure in every way except 
gastronomical. <laughs> gastronomical uh, it was only like a quarter ounce, though. I mean, oh yeah, right? we're good. Yeah. We're good. Um, we've got we've got Velveeta cheese dip to look forward to <laughs> during the game. So that's true. Uh, tell the people how how they can find how, how they can find you online. Uh, my Twitter handle is Cut for Time, and all one word. Time. And one I'm of the one, one of my fave Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, one of mine too. You know, uh, Dorsey no Films food blogger, also, but, you know, is where you can find oh, my, yeah. my film work. Yeah. Um, Say it again, Adam. I couldn't hear Adam it because Ben was cracking wise. Dorseyoffilms.com. Okay. Thank uh, you. Adam is uh, a fil- like maybe the filmmaker I wish I I was in real life because. Uh, <laughs> I, I go on your website and I look at your shit and I'm like, God damn it! I wish I did good stuff. Come on, I, I, that is so complimentary. I feel like you're bullshitting me. I'm not. I'm I not. I appreciate I'm, hearing that. Thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, uh, there, there's so much on there that I'm just like, fuck. Like this is uh, advanced in ways that I am, I am a dilettante. Well, let's uh, let's work on something together. Maybe yeah. it's Ooh. the. Uh, let's drink about it video podcast. Oh shit! Don't say that, Adam. Don't. Say Who's that. gonna double down our our ten thousand dollar stretch goal? Oh yeah. Who's our who's who's the best? Who's the best sponsor for us? I don't know. It's creme de bananas. No? Probably creme de bananas. Oh, you know what? Uh, yes. Being being some people who are willing to. Hiram Walker slug, is our, slug is our unofficial creme de oh, banana on air. Hang on a second. As I am about wait, to wait, do. Wait, 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 Ben. Just do me a favor. And uh, are you are you going to take a photo for the good uh, peeps? I, I am going to. Man, I, why didn't you guys fucking tell me? I would have bought some creme de banana. Well, it's more fun as a banana. surprise. I, I mean, also thought it was understood. Meanwhile, you can find Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin. Also a great follow. At yeah. Benjamin A-H-R. <laughs> yeah. There's one. Nice work, fellas. Like that oh, was a God, that was a man. slug. That was like yeah, a killer you, slug. You're, I spilled it all over my <laughs> pants. Your pants are soaked with creme de banana. Oh man! All the ladies love uh, love getting in the uh, banana smelling pants. Oh, that's great. Oh. At least they it's fit. Really, then. It's it's laffy taffy banana candy. It is with like alcohol. with the rot guttest <laughs> aftertaste of any alcohol you could ever imagine. Um, that's how you know it's working. <laughs> oh, look, they have a recipe for a dirty banana cocktail on the back here. I don't uh, need a recipe for that. <laughs> it's just, just like drink it straight out of the bottle. That's a dirty banana cocktail right there. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you can follow our show at Drink About It, and you can also go to letsdrinkabout.it to leave us a voicemail or uh, read the recipes from our show. And you can go to our Tumblr or our Facebook as well. And um, in typical- All great places to connect with us and read cocktail recipes and... What not? And typical, uh, let's drink about it fashion. We've wrapped up the show before. Uh, I, I, no, actually, we've wrapped up the show, and then I remember I want to say something. So uh, to extend sure. it a little longer, tag it on, uh, tag it on. Um, everybody, we got a few responses this week, kind of last minute uh, requests for drinks, and uh, those are great. Thanks for participating, everybody. But um, if anyone gives us uh, a call-in request, we're just going to default to that. So um, if you do have one, don't be afraid. I mean, honestly. It's... Oh, man. Chris is thrown down. We're prioritizing the call-ins. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the, the, the Twitter it's ones are It's just a lot great. of fun, right? Yeah, the Twitter ones are great. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it'd be nicer if you could just tell us uh, yeah. sort of semi-in-person or via the phone. Hear, and... hear your voice on the radio, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, do it. Don't be afraid. Um, oh, man. But, but that's thanks some, again. That's some sweet, sweet creme de banana. Yeah, but, yeah, that was actually so nonchalant. I just kind of, I saw you do that. I was like, well, what just happened? You just <laughs> casually slugged out of the bottle there. <laughs> it's that good. I'm going to top off my cocktail with some creme de banana. See how that, You're fucking how that gross. combines. You're disgusting. <laughs> I'm a, I, I must be stopped. It must be stopped. Uh, just wring out your pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, cracking my uh, Kirkland Signature Light Beer. Yeah, Kirkland, cheers. really? Oh, 105 calories, nice. Yeah. I like a beer that tells me how bad it is for me right on the is, right uh, on the top of the Kirk- can. Kirkland, Good for you. Kirkland is a uh, Costco brand? 
it is and uh, look at this can like <laughs> let's, let's i think it's hilarious that uh with no work at all any television show could use this as their generic right. beer substitute yeah. as a prop it's like <laughs> it's like they asked an 11 year old in the 90s to design what a can of beer looks like right also if you have the full force and budget of the costco wholesale corporation to uh to do uh type and font and graphic design like do you really just choose to rip off Milwaukee's best right. <laughs> for for your font on the can? I don't know. I think you go another direction. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see a company really embrace the the look that they had in um in Repo Man. You know, just this is a can of beans, so it's white background with blue lettering that says beans. beans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know. Yeah, what do you? How do you uh, like the taste of this? It's good. It's um, the taste of this reminds me. Should we sink of up, by the, way? the taste of beer when you're like nine and you're at Thanksgiving and one of your stupid relatives gives you a sip off their off their bottle of beer, you know? Yeah, and it just tastes more like their breath than it does <laughs> oh, yeah. beer. Gross. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. <laughs> well, we, we should s- probably start the show. <laughs> should we sink up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs>